0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Before we get any further, I have one thing to say. Do you miss it, Aaron Jr.? Eat shit, Pitt. Eat shit, indeed. What a wonderful day. West Virginia beats Pitt in Morgantown. And I'll be honest with you. I was... Nervous, and I was excited at the same It was a perfect mixture of nerves and anticipation mixed with excitement going into that game. And to win it 17 to 6, a hard fought, you basically out toughed a team that labeled itself as being tough. Mm-hmm. There's no better feeling than that. Absolutely. Add to it that it's your rival and you hate them and you haven't had a home game in that series for 12 mm-hmm. years. And it was just this is what we've been missing. This is this is the closest West Virginia fans have come. Actually, no, not even closest. This is the pure happiness West Virginia fans have been searching for for the past decade. <laughs> yes,
1: I don't think there's a better phrase to explain that.
0: When's the last time we felt this? Maybe Texas on the road down there when when Hogerson was like. Was going around with this, with his nuts in his hand, yeah. That is was that, a pretty dang good one, yeah. Is that that's the last time we've experienced his pure happiness, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just but there's always a but with West Virginia, southern quarterback goes down, mm hmm. So, knowing all of this, and we didn't get into the game, so we don't have any like, oh, I told you this is gonna happen, or I didn't, I, we didn't do that last week, but. I want to ask you this. What are your overall thoughts on the game slash starting quarterback going down? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, I mean,
1: Gary Green going down was, was hard. Um, and immediately I was like, okay, well, that's going to... This is really where we we'll have to see how, one, the running game is establishing. If we can keep, establish the running game and use it and to take the pressure off Mark Yule, and if he is given the call to do something what can he do with it um he was safe with the ball he he was if all intents and purposes he was a game manager um it was he was 6 of 9 he got a touchdown um but the running game did most of the work i mean on both sides it was a slugfest there was 211 yards from each team like dead on 211 pit 211 wvu um so it was. It was really was a slugfest. But the big, big thing in this game was three interceptions thrown by. I'm not even gonna pee p- 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 joke off. Uh, yeah. Pitt, um, Pitt's quarterback. Um, he was eight of twenty
0: with three Ooh. interceptions. That's, um, that's not pretty.
1: Horrible. The one game was ineffective on their end. Um, just nothing going. And it was everything you wanted to see. Everything. Um, let's see. What were the penalties? Um, lots of big penalties on Pitt's, on pit side. Um, I can't think of any particularly game-breaking ones for WVU. They had four, but I can't think of one off the top of my head that immediately screamed, okay, that's ridiculous. What, what are you doing? What's, like... What's wrong with you? You know what I mean. I can't either. Um, a Pit just again, all over the place. Um, we did lose a fumble, but I can't even recall the play that it called happened on. To be honest. Um, but so you know, there's a few things to clean up there. But really, it was the people who needed to step up and and make the game and make it easier on. Markieff did so. The defense did just about everything they needed to do. Uh, a couple moments there, I was like, "Okay, they might start establishing something and getting, you know, pummeled," but they didn't. Two field goals was all Pitt had, and they scored nothing in the second half. Um, and that's what you want to see. That's the that's what you've got to do. And continue to do, and hopefully, uh, in the event that Markule is to be the guy for at least a couple of weeks, maybe I don't know. I don't know what Garrett Green's status is. Um, he gets a little come. We get to see him do a little bit more, and he's got uh, to very briefly. He's got a pretty decent job against a very, very mediocre Texas Tech team coming in. <laughs> okay, going to Texas Tech, so.
0: They're coming to Morgantown. So that, yeah. that's
1: even better for them. So, because
0: the fans. He just called out Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. We haven't even got there mm-hmm. yet. I mean. Man. <laughs> we'll get there. But you're right. It, it's exactly what we wanted to see. But if you had checked in with West Virginia fans about five minutes into this game, you would have seen a whole, whole different attitude. Pitt came out, they established the run, they went down the field and did everything they wanted to do. And West Virginia had no answer except in the red zone when they needed an answer on the goal line, they got one. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, I just survived that. I don't like that they're running the ball as well as they are, but we survived it. And then, oh, crap, Garrett Green went down. Oh, okay. Mark, all comes in. But, let's remember, he played a lot last week, so he's somewhat fresh, mm-hmm. he played some last year, including most of the game against Oklahoma State out in Stillwater, which, even though that game didn't really mean much, still a road game with the Big 12 Conference. That's not exactly an easy thing to t- to do. Yeah. So I, I I didn't have, like, I wouldn't have panicked. Now, granted, it's Pitt. If you lose this game, you have killed it any semblance of hope for the coaching staff and the program for the entire year. Yeah. Like, this is the one game the entire feelings of a state were were wrapped around. Mm -hmm. You can't lose this game. Mm -hmm. So we're all going in like, okay, backup quarterbacks in. Well, that's both good and bad. Number one, he's the backup quarterback for a reason, but also number two, Mm -hmm. they don't have a whole lot on him outside of last year and earlier uh, against Duquesne. And it was Duquesne. Let's not act like it was Texas or Texas Tech or anything. Yeah. So, you go know, okay, but but you're right. The defense shut Pitt down. Their quarterback was absolutely atrocious. I really, I I like I said, I refuse to watch Pitt outside of backyard brawl games. I just I I don't. I I will I will never do that as long unless I am being paid to do it. I will not watch Pitt play <clears throat> outside of the backyard brawl. I just won't do it, and I won't pay attention to so I don't know if they're going to change quarterbacks or not, but for their sake, I hope they do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my God, what do you stand to lose at this point? Yeah, it can't get any worse than it actually is. You lost to a bad Cincinnati team, and you lost to your rival when they had their backup quarterback down. If Pitts is good as they think they are, they should be three and zero, not one and two. Exactly. Um,
1: and, and let's just throw... Uh, I, could, I Why wouldn't you throw salt on the wound? Um, if I recall properly, Pitt's quarterback was the one complaining about not liking to get booed. I do believe you are uh, right. Tough shit, Sherlock. You're going into a revival game. You're gonna get booed.
0: What did he expect, West Virginia, to roll out a red carpet for yeah. Kiss your boots, So We're glad you're here. Um, (laughs) I mean, yes, we were glad he was there, (laughs) but we're not going to say that free game because for all we know, you're going to lay 500 yards and five touchdowns on exactly. (sighs) And we didn't even get 500 yards of the whole game, nope, not even. We got 422. Yeah, so let's tackle the obvious question here: the Neil Brown's safest job Uh, this win, another week.
1: Um, it it I I said this game was very was extremely important for that, and it it was, um, especially given the unexpected adversity you had to go through of, of yours going down and and him being out for the rest of the game, and I was it was what pretty early in the game too, first it's first, first quarter, quarter. so. To, to to get the adjustments made to to establish a lead going into the half and to then shut them out in the second half and just maintain protection and everything else, just pretty much control the game. Uh, that's the type of stuff you need to be we need to be seeing if he wants to keep his job. Uh, so for at least the next week, He's safe. I don't expect that if they lose next week, you know, he's out the door. But what the point being is, he's helping himself. Um, and, and unsurprisingly, there were many that if they lost this game, get him gonzo before he has a chance to.
0: Including the most prominent West Virginia football alum right now. Mm hmm. Pat McAfee basically insinuated that if he, if they lost that game, he was done. Now, whether or not Pat had any kind of information on that, whether or not he was just making a comment, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when Pat McAfee said something related to West Virginia football on college game day, no less, you pay attention. Yeah. It was a big <clears> deal. <throat> now, since you already made fun of Texas Tech, I guess we'll go there. Because why the hell wouldn't we? <laughs> They're coming off a 41 3 beatdown of Charlton State. Congrats, your freaking license. They lost to Wyoming in overtime by, th- by two, 35 33. And then they held the number 10 team in the country, Oregon, to 38 30. So on the surface, it's a one or two team. Wyoming's not that bad. In fact, Wyoming actually had a lead on Texas this past weekend. And Texas, we know what they did last week, although I maintain Texas ain't back. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But they also played close with Oregon. So traditionally, West Virginia gets Texas sack when they come to Morgantown and then gets its ass beat when it goes to Lubbock. So what's the read on this game? And in particular... How important? Like, what are we looking for? I don't expect you to break down film on Texas Tech, mm-hmm. but what I'm looking for here, or, or what angle, I think is okay. Neil Brown was very much hush hush about what Garrett Green's status is. He was very noncommittal, so I don't. I think it's marky all this week. Mm-hmm. I do. So for, for me, I'm looking at it as going okay. How am I supposed to get a read on okay? I said last week this is the two biggest weeks of Neil Brown's career because if you win this game, you're 3-1, you're 1-0 in the conference, and then you go to a weekend TCU team from last year. And remember, they played TCU really freaking tough last year in Morgantown, probably should have won that game. Yeah. So you got a chance to go down there in prime time and get a big win go to 4-1 2-0 in the conference. This is really really big for West Virginia. What's your read on this game if it is indeed Mark Yall at the helm?
1: I think the for me it, it's the it, it's obvious but it's it's still big ball security. Um there's there's one thing that that we have always tied and Oklahoma State. I mean, Texas Tech was always the, the big old one of them is that if you make a mistake, they will jump on it and you will be doomed. It, it just it, it time and time again. You make a mistake, you're paying for it, especially those two teams. Um, the thing going for WVU at this moment is that they've yet to throw an interception as a team. Uh, they do have three fumbles, but they've yet to throw an interception as a team. Um, very important. Like, so fumbles, you gotta get them in check. They didn't, they managed to not fumble or turn the ball over at all against Penn State. And they had the two fumbles, um, with Duquesne, and of course a fumble with Pitt. So, ball security, and as I always say, establish a one game. Um, their one game is okay. I mean, by college standards, um hundred and sixty yards a game. And the reviews set to two hundred. <laughs> um so lots of rushing. Um I don't know anything about their the passing game other than uh, their quarterbacks
0: got four interceptions. But Passing yards, they have total of eight hundred fifteen through two games, through three games mm-hmm. rather. That's not lighting it up. No, I mean it's not. That's that's by Big Twelve standards, it's
1: pedestrian. Yeah, and is allowing less than a hundred yards rushing per game, um, big, because if you can force them to be one sided, you make it a little, you make it just that much easier on you. The, the the big thing, for that I can speak of for that, that my dad's been worried about about WVU is he's been shaky coming into the season on the WVU secondary. Um, he was worried about they him. showed
0: up in that game and though. they
1: they did, and I think that at least uh, as far as I'm aware calmed that them nerves a little bit on that part because they were making they were making plays, they were sticking to their guys, other than a, f- a few small things, but they, they got the three interceptions, of course. So keep into that pattern, and just, you got to build on everything that you're doing right. And that's that, I think, is the... Just, if not for this game, the entire season is the important thing, because WVU, over the last few years, has been entirely horrible at building on what they do right, especially in when you get into big conference games. And I would argue the first conference of the season is a pretty big conference, or a pretty big game, regardless of who you're playing. Um, because it, is, it establishes that pa- uh, momentum and that pattern in uh, going into the play.
0: Especially when this Lighting. is
1: your third home game in a row, and you only get, what, six home games a year. So you've already played by the time this game's over, half of your home games.
0: That's kind of insane if you think about it. Isn't it? Yeah. They won't be back home for another like, month because they like, go to TCU, you have a bye, and then they go to Houston. Like once you get out of this game, you won't see Mountaineer Field for like a month. Yeah. So you've got to get the things you're doing well
1: locked in. And that's at this point not throwing interceptions and maintaining some sort of unpresence to keep the pressure off your
0: quarterback. I'm looking at some stats here from Texas Tech from their website, and and this kind of caught my attention a little bit. Texas Tech is 12 of 13 in the red zone scoring, but they're only 9 of 13 scoring touchdowns.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That's just 69%. That's not awful, but it's also not... Oh my god, this is the best team ever. Yeah. They are allowing uh, they have allowed red zone scores eleven out of thirteen times. They've been down there, and they've and six of those have been scores. So the bottom line is and skip I mean touchdowns rather, defense pretty good in that goal line situation in the red zone. And then offense you might be able to force a field goal or two mm-hmm. in this. So that's what kind of – that stood out to me when I looked at it. like, hmm, okay, that's mildly interesting. Uh, but something else here. Uh, Texas Tech is averaging 34 points uh, – 35 points a game if you round up. They have scored 20 points off turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are giving up 25 points a game if you round down. And they have given up 20, uh, 14 points off turnovers. So turnovers, as you said, really important. Do not give them a chance to get an extra possession because they will kill you. That's the MO of Texas Tech football. Yep. They may not have a glistening offense, but they are opportunistic and they will find a way to make you pay for it. Absolutely. So as we, as I said, I like, don't think you'll disagree that, like I said, this is the biggest. This is again, just like last week, the biggest game in Neil Brown's life. Mm-hmm. Because if you win this one, you get man going into TCU, and then you get a bye week. So you, you, you have a chance to really turn this thing around and start going. Okay, nine and three, eight and four—that's possible. Yeah, and I, if he gets eight and four, I say he keeps his job. Mm-hmm. Nine and three, he definitely keeps his job. Like nine and three, we load up and run it back next year. But eight and four, I would keep it. So it, you'd basically be halfway there if you win this game and next week against TCU, you'd be right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, on to other people from the state of West Virginia. Nick Saban, of course, from the Fairmont, Clarksburg area. Uh, his Alabama team lost by ten at home to Texas, Texas last week. And they had USF an X on the schedule. Now USF did a mini version of Colorado and replaced like all the roster with the transfer portal. So it ain't the use USF for the last few years, but it's still not a great very very great team. Alabama went in there only one like 17 to 3. That's not acceptable for an Alabama Crimson Tide team. And a lot of people are now bearing the Crimson Tides dynasty. And I will ask you this. Is, are they right to do so? It's
1: it's it's certainly worrying of the trend. Right? Uh, dropped three spots despite having won that game because they, they had basically no business being that close. And it was 3-3 going into halftime. So, halftime adjustments made a big difference which is important. You you, you gotta make good halftime adjustments. But The fact that you went into halftime tied at three (laughs) and you're the number 10 team in the country. That's worrying, for sure. And the fact that the, the, um, he switched quarterbacks, right? Middle of the game. Yeah. uh, So he's been through three quarterbacks already in the span of three games. That's worrying. Um, Yeah. you, you, it does, it, it definitely warrants some questions of other oh, wheels tend to fall off. I don't think they have just yet, but I think questions are valid because bl- it's not been a good like last year was arguably a horrible season by Alabama standards, and then you're coming into this oh, two and one, one of them off of a, a, a an unnecessarily close game.
0: Do we blame the portal? Do we blame saving this age and not keeping up, or do we just blame that other teams are really freaking good?
1: The I I don't remember how Bama if or if they even attacked the portal. I can't recall. Um, but certainly every. Better, better around them there are teams out here that are so much better than anyone would have thought despite who's coaching them and I uh, yes Colorado's in that realm of <laughs> your three and O after a one and 11 season um yeah they were there were teams getting better and like I said before if you're not keeping up with the times, you will be left behind no matter how good you are, and uh, this is really the this is where we start seeing if Saban has is keeping up enough with the times.
0: I I'm still inclined to believe he'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And they'll be right there at the end until proven otherwise. I mean, if they lose three games, okay, whatever. If they lose a shocking game to a team they really shouldn't, okay, fine, but. They won the game, and he gets to rail on his team this week. I don't know. He's probably happy as can be. <laughs> the Big 12, though, is not as happy as can be. Several puzzling losses uh, happened to the conference this week. I'm going to give you the, a list of, of the puzzling losses, and I want you to tell me who you are more concerned for. Kansas State losing to Missouri 30-27 on the longest kick in SEC history, 61 yards. Iowa State going on the road to Athens, Ohio, and losing to University of Ohio. Not Ohio State, the University of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati losing at home to Miami of Ohio in overtime. Or South Alabama going to Oklahoma State, getting paid six figures to be there, and whipping the Cowboys in Stillwater 33-7. to Which loss concerns you most?
1: Um... Well, I'll tell you, nothing really concerns me about Kansas State-Missouri. Missouri, they were both undefeated coming into that game. And from, from what I can tell, it was close pretty much the whole time. Um, and then to lose on absolute piss missile of a kick, I, I don't think that's that worrying. Um Iowa State, uh, anytime you hear about a team losing to Ohio, you kind of think, uh, huh? But really, home State paying a team $300,000 and getting obliterated, that really screams (laughs) panic alert for me, honestly. Because um, that puts them at, what, 1-2, I think, on the
0: year right now? Yeah. That's – what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not I, – I have to agree with you, and I'd like to take back what I said about – excuse me, Oklahoma State's 2-1. and one. Oh, That's their first loss. 1-2. I couldn't swear that was someone 1-2 that – Iowa State's probably 1-2. They two. probably are,
1: yeah.
0: And let's look at the Big 12 standings while we're here. Let's let's have at it. Uh NCAA score standings. Bum, 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 bum. Uh all conferences. Big twelve. Okay. Wait, no, that's not it. There we go. Big twelve. One and two overall is what the... come on I hate you know, I hate technology. Sometimes I truly do. <laughs> okay, if it's that's not to be a jerk. Baylor is one and two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Iowa State's one and two. Texas Tech is one and two, and so is Houston. Those of you wondering, they lose the one because they got it's by Utah. Surprise, surprise. Then they also lost to. Uh, Texas State. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. You know what makes me bummed out, though? What? I think Iowa State's not that good, and we don't get them this year. <laughs> That's I mean, right. Can, come on, can we just... that? I mean, remember, that was the rivalry the Big 12 was trying to force down everyone's throats because like, they were the closest. Since that age one, they were the closest school to West Virginia. It's like, I don't hate Iowa State. I have no reason to hate Iowa State, especially because like, best... Iowa State—they—they're the—that they're the, was the whole
1: softball baseball thing over this. Right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I'm at best mildly annoyed by their existence. <laughs> I'm not. I don't hate them. That's not a rivalry. Yeah. I am. An, I am. I hate that Pitt exists. I am not mildly annoyed by anything Pitt does. So that's a rivalry. Same <laughs> thing with Virginia Tech. That's a rivalry. Iowa State is not. Yeah. So maybe they gave up on it. Maybe they realized they've got Cincinnati. They'll probably have USF, uh, UCF in a few years once they start going to Orlando every year. Uh, they'll probably uh, forget Iowa State. But, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm with you, and Oklahoma State's the most concerning for the simple fact of you shouldn't be losing to South Alabama at home in any situation, <laughs> let alone when you paid them 300 grand to show up. Yeah. Like, that's, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Nope. Let's move on to the NFL, then, shall we? The Patriots lose once again for the first time since 2001. New England is 0 2 as they go down to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's see here. I don't remember, was it 24 17? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I thought. So, thoughts on that game?
1: Um, At this point, same shit, different day. Uh, That's that's just really what it is. Um, They're incapable of... They made ridiculous uh, uh, mistakes orally. The fumble when 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 the drive was going well, when they were establishing something... Um, Mac Jones having to throw it 40 plus times, (laughs) just overall ridiculousness. Um, I didn't expect the run game to be as big of an issue, mainly on the defensive side, um, but on the offensive side, it's having some struggles as well. Stevenson had 50 yards on 15 carries, and I don't know what Zeke had, but it wasn't very much of nothing either. Uh, it, it's, I, I, I don't know what else to take, about, uh, take from it outside of what in the hell are you doing? Literally. Uh, why can't you figure it out? Start the game. Why is it constantly over the last few years constantly a dig yourself in a hole and then scramble the rest of the game trying to get out of it and then getting screwed on the would either put you over the top or maybe send you to overtime. I, I there are no words for that outside of just straight up poor coaching poor execution. Everything. There's there's no good things that come out of that, and that's on everybody.
0: Do you want Zeke's stats? Sure. Five carries, thirteen yards. Longest of seven. Mm-hmm. That's an average of two point six per attempt. Mac Jones had more rushing Mac Jones had nearly double the rushing yards, he counted on the exact same number of carries. He had five carries for 25 yards. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's ridiculous. That's not good. I mean, Mac was efficient.
0: but 31 of 42 for 231 yards. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't uh, production. One touchdown, one interception. Got sacked four times for a loss of 31 yards. Had a quarterback rating of sixty-three point four.
1: The, the 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 few positives that you can take are just they're sh- overshadowed by everything else that's going wrong. Hunter Henry has been a massive force to have in the red zone. He has two touchdowns in three two games two yeah, in two games, and he had all of that all of last season. And they've been in, they've been in the red zone. They've been where the Patriots have struggled to score, especially last season. Um, but where they make progress, they lose three steps of, uh, everywhere else. And I, I, just don't know. I don't know what it is. They had. I'll get a positive play on special teams. Well, that the the blocking the the field goal. Absolute brilliant move. And then Gonzalez gets his first interception—a pretty athletic one at that—on Tyreek Hill. If that's a first interception you want as a career, that's yeah. If there's one, that's the one. But where do you what do you make of those opportunities, other than scrambling last minute to to salvage a fourteen point deficit?
0: But thing is, they damn near did. Like that's but th- think about. It. The Patriots are like two or three plays away from being 2-0. Mm-hmm. and up. Yeah. like, And that leads me to my next question. Everyone, like the last, the Patriots in most power rankings are like 26th in the league. Mm-hmm. That's bad team places. Yes. But everyone's going on record. So, he, here's the thing. Are the 2023 Patriots a bad team?
1: I, I like to think, so, obviously it's not all about record. We all know that. Y- y- But the Patriots are playing their record because they consistently shoot themselves in the foot in every given moment. and every given opportunity they have, they, they shoot themselves in the foot. That's why they lost against Philly. That's why they lost against Miami. And that's why they didn't make the playoffs last season. So until they can get out of that whatever the hell you want to, it's not even a rut at this point, it's a cavern they're stuck in the bottom of the Grand Canyon because they can't stop digging so, in my opinion, they deserve to be there until they prove otherwise they, they're making the improvements, like I said, in the places where we thought they needed to make improvements but every other place has suffered for some reason and it's not bouncing out
0: do you give the defense a little bit of a pass because they are so young in a lot of key spots? They're figuring themselves out. Like, okay, yes, expectations are expectations. Mm-hmm. They're still a professional athlete. But they got a lot of guys that haven't played a whole lot of really big snaps for this team, and they're getting a trial by fire with mm-hmm. the Eagles and the Dolphins first two games. Like, that's not easy by anyone's standards. See, that might, as much as I would hate this, that might be the Super Bowl. Like, it's not, it's not entirely out of the normal possibility that mm-hmm. ends up being the Super Bowl. So you've played two really damn good football teams, and you've lost by a combined 12 points. You're losing mm-hmm. by an average of six points. You're losing by touchdown per game, which in the NFL is a big spread, but it's also a one-score game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, I, I, I don't think this is a bad team. In fact, I know it's not a bad team. It just has to figure itself out yet. And I'm waiting for them to have a get-right game. I'm waiting yeah. for them to have that breakout because I truly feel like once they do, they won't stop. If, if there's a game a to get right, I mean, to say the not only
1: obvious, but the real point, if there's a game to get right, it's the New York Jets who you've not lost to in 18 games. Or something along those lines. It's the it's the lines. Zach yeah. Wilson-led led, if you would The Zach Wilson- uh Crawled, I don't know, some derogatory Cornerback. term for lead. Um, they, they're it's them. You beat Le- the ever loving out of the New York Jets and prove to yourself that the things you're doing right are enough. Or, no, actually, I take that back, if they're not enough. You need to do more, keep building on that. Do that, okay. and then we'll see where,
0: where they light the ship. All right, so let's move on to that game, Then We got a Jets team that didn't play all that poorly against the Cowboys, but they turned the ball over and they committed a lot of penalties. What concerns me now, granted, I think they're going to beat the hell out of the Jets, or at least they should, because they're (laughs) a better team. Zach Wilson is not as great as anyone thinks they are. He is. I don't care how much Aaron Rodgers taught him. You still like. I'm sorry, but no, he didn't have a full season. He had training camp. That's not enough to to undo what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. So here's my here's my concern. It's the first home game after Aaron Rodgers, and this team just got blown out. Traditionally, if you get a team that gets their ass beat, they bounce back the next week. That's concerning. But I also don't know whether it's going to be a funeral for the Jets' season, or if the Jets fans are going to take it upon themselves to make sure it doesn't turn into a funeral (laughs) for the season. And if if it's the second answer, that could present a problem. Mm-hmm. The the thing you need it to be a funeral like atmosphere because I don't I mean, and it's not that I don't think they can yeah I just haven't seen it it's first row game I don't know how this team will react in the row
1: I don't mm-hmm. I think I, I I I don't disagree um I I think what's important is that again you've got to do the exact opposite you've done the last two weeks you've got to establish. A lead. An early lead. I'm not talking seven points, I'm talking two-score lead. Give me a two-score lead. And that shuts them up pretty damn quickly. And we know damn well you shake up Zach Wilson any bit, he's effectively Sam Donald reincarnate. He threw three interceptions last week. And... I don't know how they they threw, they turned it over four times. I don't know how many times he was sacked. Let's see how many times was he sacked. Um, he was only sacked. Well, he was sacked three times. Three times for nineteen yards lost. Um, and they barely touched the ball. He had they held on. They had the ball for seventeen minutes that game. <laughs> um, the Jets. they're not a team that I'm in any way, shape, or form In in regardless of my hatred for them. There's never been a team where I look at them and go, oh, they just got their asses handed to them. I'm now worried that they're going to have some fight in them. They were a team that once you put them down, they stay down like old yellow. Because they fucking suck. (laughs) Simple as that. Um... So get in there, give me a two-scored lead, shut the crowd up, and just continue to beat their asses. Um, and then take that going into the next week. And and,
0: classics, and roll into it. Classic spoiled Pats fan over here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but there's, like, the defense is good enough to make Zach Wilson's life hell. The same hell that he intended to make Aaron Rodgers' life.
0: When he well, came I mean, in. <laughs> he may have, considering Rogers is injured yeah, now. Like that. He may have succeeded in that. <laughs> it's like he may but, not be he he may be true to his word. But anyone
1: any any single person who thinks that Rogers had one wanted to teach him shit, let's just be real. Aaron Rodgers wasn't gonna teach Wilson a damn thing other than sit down, shut up, and watch me play. Let's let's just be outright uh, honest here, and 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 in the long shot that he taught him anything, he he didn't teach him damn near He wouldn't have taught him damn near enough, as you said, in in an off season, and in a time where let's let's even assume Wilson wanted to learn when he's wanting to make his life hell. Whoever whoever comes in, I'm gonna make
0: the life hell. So. I have zero... mentioned this, mm-hmm. this, the same guy who last year after playing the Patriots in Foxborough said, it's not my fault that we lost the game. Yeah. When well, he had like five turnovers, whatever <laughs> it was blamed his defense. Yeah. And it's like, come on, dude, you can't attitude problem. Mm-hmm. It's a guy who has literally zero accountability. And
1: I've yet to see that he has maintained uh, or has gained any uh, sense of accountability. Uh, and the and hopefully we all. Oh, the other thing I, I want to know about is who the hell's going to be in in that one in that corner slot, because both well Jonathan Jones I don't know if he's supposed to be if he's expected to be back but Marcus Jones couldn't couldn't get on the field and avoid an injury at all last week that didn't help, um. So hopefully something's figured out in that realm or or. People are healthy, or healthy, all. uh, and sh- because I think I think at the very least the defense can put enough pressure on on the Jets' offense to give to to literally give an alley oop to the offense. There's and that's what you need. You need that. Establish the hey, we can work together. Maybe I can stop toning it over and putting the defense in a horrible position. Uh,
0: so that's that, so that's what I'm looking for. Solid. I, I can't I can't disagree with anything you've said. In fact, I agree with pretty much every word you said, even down the profanities. <laughs> um, <Watch> your profanity? <laughs> Let's go around the league here. We we're breezing through this, man. Let's go around <laughs> the league. Vikings fall to 0-2 after losing to Philadelphia. A bigger win for Philly. Playing a, a lot of people thought they played a C game against the Patriots and still won. Mm-hmm. Or is it a bigger loss for Minnesota now going two? I mean, Minnesota's immediately
1: eleven and zero in one score games to two in one score games, uh, and that's worrying. Um, again, rushing just last week, rushing non existent. Um, uh, Cousins had all 10 yards apparently, uh, according to the uh, total yard stat sheet 364, and there's 374 total yards. The math technically doesn't add up because the the rushing yards were twenty-eight, but obviously you factor in sacks and all that fancy jazz. But uh, staring at numbers, literally right in front of my face, he accounted for all but ten yards—ten
0: <laughs> totally yeah. yards for the team. Um, and if Kurt Cousins is your leading rusher, you have a yeah. problem. Uh,
1: so you keep and four turnovers. I mean, he didn't turn it over any. He was—he had four touchdowns and and no interceptions, but. Uh, f- Four fumbles. That's crazy. Now, just it was. I'm I'm inflating weeks already, and there's only been two. Justin Jefferson fumbled this week, correct? Yes, but he fumbled in the end zone. Yes. The
0: stupidest rule ever.
1: So that, yeah, I'll I'll just quickly shoot on that. Absolutely ridiculous. One. Everyone, literally everyone, hates it why is it still a thing
0: because the owners don't see a reason to change it cuz it only happens like once a season
1: and when it does happen it's always in the worst possible moments yes that you take literally
0: put that touchdown on
1: the field, on the on the board the vikings win take out everything else switch that rule and the vikings win if not that way the very next one when they get it at the one yard line Ridiculous, um, but so that's worrying for for Minnesota. But to also flip the script, to take the ball away four times, you you, you your net turnover on, uh, differential on your know, three, your know, plus three on the game, because you did turn it over once, and still only win by a touchdown. That a little worrying too because uh, because you're you're taking it away but you're not you're apparently not keeping points off the board for them or you're not putting up enough on those I don't know how many of those turnovers turned into points I don't know if that's a stat that shows up here um, but I'm sure I can look at it later or if we watch the highlight video um, it's kind of a 50-50 there. It's you turn, you've you've Come out plus the on turnovers, you should be winning more than a more. And for Minnesota, what happened to your ability to close once to take one score games? What happened to that? Where did it go?
0: I can't disagree with anything you said, although I, I, would, I would lean more toward it being a bigger deal for the Vikings because they are now 0 and 2. That doesn't bode well.
1: The other thing that I forgot to mention, for Philadelphia, seven penalties, 45 yards. Vikings only had two penalties.
0: Eh, that's got to be cleaned up. Yeah. Falcons beat the Packers on a walk-off field goal. So, the Falcons are now 2-0. I said last week that I thought this was going to be a really big game in the NFC wildcard picture. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons took it like I kind of thought they would. Are you ready to say the Falcons are a playoff contender now?
1: No, 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 no. But it's it doesn't it doesn't hurt them. Doesn't hurt the prospect. And I do think I still I do agree with you from that. Is that it? It could shape up to be a a effectively a game that defines that uh, whether they do, but. Um, I don't. I'm not quite ready to say. Yeah, they're they're definitely the the they're playoff ready. They'll play off caliber yet.
0: No, uh, oh, no, man. But, the NFC is pretty wide open.
1: But you. you but you're right. You, you, but it's it's also because it's so wide open. It's like I don't know if it's so okay, wide open But that does that does help them, and it does. It definitely helps them that you beat Green Bay, uh, regardless of who's there. Because um, I. I, if I recall properly, I don't think I uh, uh, picked them in in the pick 'em. Um, let me see. I, yeah, I I think I had Packers. Yeah, I, ha- I picked the Packers. Um, it was only a one and a half point spread, weirdly enough. Um, and well, that definitely definitely didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I I definitely I. I thought the pack, I didn't think it would be a blowout, of course, but I did think the Packers would win. But um, but I, I definitely didn't. I expected to basically be about as close as it was. Um, so it doesn't really surprise me that it went the other way.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Bills beat the Raiders 38 10. Is the following statement correct? The. Uh, the reports of the Bills' dem- dem- demise was drastically overstated. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I, I, no, I, am not gonna, I'm not gonna say I expected to be a 28 point victory, uh, by any means, but uh, I definitely did expect the Bills to come out and pretty much handle them. I, I thought they would, they would be comfortable the whole time. I mean, they were up 21 10 at halftime. I. I even I, – that's effectively what I would have picked, 21, 24 to 10, really, uh, that much. So to come out and do 28, holy cow. Um, But I'm still not sold on on Las Vegas' identity at this moment anyway. Uh, but I give props to Allen. He was safe as hell with the ball and only threw six in completions. So that's that. Uh, cool. But to my understanding, Vegas' defense isn't that – isn't that daunting
0: anyway yeah i'm not convinced but give, that quit it, what quit vegas it is going to yeah i'm not convinced that vegas is really all that special this year i mean if, if they, they might turn out to be but and it is again it is week 2 mm-hmm. but i'm just i'm not i'm not there yet so I, i'm i'm with you there Bengals are zero two for the second straight year to listen to the Ravens twenty seven twenty four. That not only are they zero two, they're zero two in the division. Mm-hmm. Are we concerned with this about the Cincinnati Bengals? Oh, and Joe Burrow got hurt again. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Uh huh.
1: Yes, because as I said, you pay your quarterbacks your coast, <laughs> You coast, unless you're Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And he just got restructured to get paid even more. Well, guaranteed even more. Um so last year, I don't believe it was a situation where they were 0-2 in the division to start. I don't believe so and later. Both of us were of the opinion that they'll figure it out. It's you're not 0-2 in the division. Um you'll you'll and they did Daniel figure it out. Uh, I mean <laughs> for all intents and purposes, yes, they did. Um but being 0 and 2 to start the season in the division that's a whole lot different because and to have your quarterback be dealing with injuries. Uh, that shakes things up a whole lot because that doesn't that, that gives you a lot less room for screw ups for for one to be beaten by the handled quite well by the Cleveland Browns, all teams. And then to turn around and scrap it out with the Ravens, which, that's not that surprising. I expected this to be a close one. Um, but... You, you should be... You should, you should be trying and scrambling to figure something out. If you're the Bengals. Do I think this is doom and gloom? No. But this is much worse of a scenario... Than this time last year.
0: Agreed, but and the most concerning part is not their own two in the division, but the Joe Burrow has re-aggravated his injury. Mm-hmm. That's the most concerning part of this. Because here's the thing: if the Bengals make it as a wild card, they've shown they can go on the road. Yes, like I don't doubt their ability to not. They don't have to play at home to win in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so I, if they begin as a seventh seed, fear them, but. If he misses any more time, or not even that, the time he's missing in practice now is what's really going to put this team behind the eight ball. I said it after last week's game. I kind of thought they would struggle because he didn't have training camp or he didn't have preseason. That matters Mm -hmm. when you're only practicing the league of the game. That matters. You're losing those reps that you can't get back. You just have to go with it. So for me, the fact that he's missing more, that's the concerning part of this. It's not that they're 0-2. It's that I'm missing valuable reps with my guys. That's the concerning part. Yes, he's good enough to jump in and go, but he still has to have a relationship right now with his guys, mm-hmm. not just based on what happened last year because things change. Different offensive line, a few, diff- few different pieces, different scenarios you may have to face. It's different. You have to have the reps. And if you don't, you will suffer for it. Absolutely. Seahawks go into Detroit and ruin the Lions' coming home party after beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. Is that a bigger win for Seattle or a bigger loss for Detroit?
1: I mean, I, I have to imagine it certainly humbled the Lions real quick. Um, but they, let see, it was... It was pretty much a, a back and forth close game the whole time, and to go into overtime and take it, it's. Let's see, I'm trying to remember how bad the. Yeah, so for the for the Seahawks turn around, and after getting obliterated by the Rams and come into Detroit, who's running high off of beating the Chiefs, um, very very nice. Um, I think that's just big for them because they didn't let the, they didn't let that beating get to them. Um, but Detroit to, to still be fighting to still show that they've still got the fight. And you know, you lost it over time. Um, there's still a lot of things to take away from that. Um, the, the biggest thing is we toned it over three times. How do we situate that? And that, that's, that's, Got to be the difference maker in the game. Goff, two fumbles. Seahawks, uh, you, you didn't take anything away. You didn't you didn't you didn't force anything. And Seahawks had a a, um, a non offensive touchdown. In, always big. Those are, are game changers, <laughs> more often than not. So I'm I'm. I'm leaning more on to big for Seattle because they turned it around after getting their hand, asses handed to them. Um, Detroit, I'm, I'm not worried about. I I believe this is the perfect moment of humbling for, for the, the Lions to make sure they're not getting in over their heads just because they beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, but they still got – and it shows them they still got things to work on.
0: I agree with that pretty much wholeheartedly. And for the exact same reason, like, you know, I'm not worried about Detroit. I'm really not. The Seahawks couldn't afford to go to 0 2. They they just could Mm -hmm. not afford to do so. The Chargers lose to the Titans, go all the way to Nashville and lose in overtime 27 24. Get this. The Chargers. I think I think I saw I saw this stat, but I, I get for the specific but okay. The Chargers have scored fifty-eight points this season so far, they have not turned the ball over. There there have been like 16 times this has happened in league history where a team has scored 50 plus points and not turned the ball over for their first two games. The Chargers are the only team in league history to go 0-2 in that span. Wow. So with that. Is this a massive win for Tennessee? Or are you now worried about the Chargers?
1: You should be worried about the Chargers because I do believe last week I said if you don't figure your shit out, you, you're you going to lose. And somehow they managed to just bungle it again. They had every opportunity against Miami to beat Miami and they bungled it away. This time they managed to do so without even turning the ball over oh without turning the ball over this time either so to do it twice to do it two weeks in a row without having turning the ball over like what, what did, they, didn't even, they weren't even penalty ridden either so just what in the world you just you can ha- you can't ha- hang very well I mean they clearly hung with them so what what is the problem here hey how in the world can you can you do that? Um, and it, it's I feel like that's been the, the my reaction to the chargers for at least the last two years of how did you manage this? How did you manage to put yourself into the situation despite all the positives that suggest otherwise? you know w- w- what <laughs> like that's all that's my true reaction. Just what? how? <laughs> why? <laughs>
0: To me, this is further proof Ben and Staley is not an NFL head coach. Because, yeah, a head coach is like a, a, a real, like, he's an NFL head coach, obviously. He's in the league, but he's not. I wouldn't, if he got fired from the Chargers, I would not hire him as a head coach. So he's blown his chance. He's not shown that, they, that he can take his team and put them in a position to succeed to where they close these games out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Players win games, no doubt about it. Players have to execute. You have know, the best game plan in the world for to execute, doesn't matter. Yeah, so, it's too often you can. If, I, I'm all for blaming players, yeah. I'm all for blaming players and not coaches. At some point, this has got to mm-hmm. be looked at like, okay, players are continually doing as they're told. This is a coaching problem, yeah. Because I
1: mean, what was uh, efficiency wise, all right? We had 305 yards, two touchdowns, the rushing game. Three yards a carry, not bad by NFL standards, um, but 39 yards. You only had 39 yards, at least for one guy. Um, they had 61 yards total. Uh, but here's, here's. I think this is the blaring statement. Like I'm staring through these stats and really looking at what worries me the most. Two for 14 on third down efficiency. Oh. Now they were three for three on on fourth downs. But you, you shouldn't in, in no scenario is two for fourteen on third down a good thing. That's that right there. <laughs> I was just staring I was staring them on like sacks, okay, not not too bad. You you, you sacked them a bunch, they sacked you a couple times, penalties not too bad. Obviously didn't turn it over. You know, yards per play, five five yards, that's solid. But boom, right in the face. Point just Yelling at me to look at 2 for 14 on third downs. And I believe what uh, Eklo got hurt too. Double not good. So double not good. I don't know how serious, serious that's reported to be. Um, I haven't seen anything, so I don't either. I might have seen like a headline, but I, I wasn't really staring for information at the time. So Right, so it's was just there at this point. Yeah. I'm gonna we'll scroll through and see if it happens to show up. Nope, don't see it. Don't at least don't see it on Bleach Report. Maybe it was through something else. But uh, uh, so yeah, it, it's it's just another case of not executing pro- uh, properly in 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 the moments you need to, in in the realms you need to. And throw down efficiency. It's a place you've got to execute. No matter how
0: good you are. If you... bears no, oh no. <sighs> Go ahead, bears. bucks beat the bears 27-17. They're 2 and 0. Is that a legit 2 and 0 or is a or is it a let's see how you do it from like into October 2 and 0.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm I'm leaning more towards that. I mean, cuz Chicago's already been a dud and I mean, again, Chicago I've said it before we know what Justin Fields can do when he's doing well but he he didn't play well this week and he did alright the week before he, but he's not doing during that 5-6 five, five, that ridiculous stretch last year of just oh my goodness what is Justin Fields doing if you don't stop this man you've lost the game because That's effectively what killed the Patriots when they played them. Um, but at this moment, it's just been, eh, just well, we we, we 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 fumbled it last season, we're doing it now. And then again, now the Vikings game, I'm a little more like, all right, you beat the Vikings, you beat them by three points, all right, cool. Um, but with this I'm not coming off going oh yeah they're the greatest thing in the world uh, there should be an absolute threat to everybody else they're clearly doing everything right and uh, again as I've said multiple times it doesn't matter who you're playing execute 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 win the game treat them all as if they're the toughest um, so 2-0 oh, it's respectable I appreciate it and to my understanding uh, f- from the brief things I've seen uh, Baker's wheeled in his attitude a bit. And I gotta... I, that, I gotta give it to him now. Yeah. So, am I sold on, on them taking the... You know, taking everything, taking the vision, everything else? Not yet, but I respect what's going on, and we'll see how they do against Philadelphia. Because I think that's the... the of course, of the three of the three games, that's the biggest test that should tell you where this team stands. Oh yeah. If you can put up a fight against Philadelphia or beat them, awesome. But if you get blown out by them like, all right, so you can beat bad teams or teams that like to beat themselves, congratulations. But cool, you're two and one, so all right. Yeah. <laughs> like but handle yourselves against Philadelphia. or beat them and, and I'll. Yeah, then then i then I might be thinking, okay, you might have what it takes to 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 run the uh, to run the gambit in the division. We'll see.
0: Chiefs go down to Jacksonville and win seventeen to nine. They got Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones back. Does this game prove how important those two were? Not to take anything away from the Lions did on opening night, because mm-hmm. we're obviously not here to do that, but simply does this that does that prove how big it was to get those two back
1: it helps that case for sure i mean anytime you don't have travis kelsey on the field you're holding it doesn't even if you've blown out your opponent by 28 points travis kelsey to cover out there and he really forces your game plan to change um because of what he can do uh but what what really confuses me is that you only came out with an eight-point victory over the Jaguars. Um, is, is it particularly concerning? No. I mean, this is the NFL. I'm not expecting teams to blow out everybody regularly. Uh, but you the, you lost the turnover differential. Um That t- that takes points off right there, um, but other than that, running was efficient. Had the one interception, but 300 yards, or 29 completions. I anytime you see a, a com- completion or a yards to completion ratio of of ten to one, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And really, it's it's d- despite three turnovers. The Jacksonville offense couldn't do much of anything. Um, Lawrence was had nineteen incompletions on forty-one passes. Twenty, he had two, just over two hundred yards rushing. Eh, mediocre. So they couldn't they couldn't capitalize on the on the turnovers and. When you're playing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs and you win the turnover differential, you have to capitalize. You, you have to do it.
0: And they didn't. <laughs> didn't at all. Colts beat the Texans, but Anthony Richardson is in a concussion protocol, which is the bigger deal. Oh, young, I didn't know a, that. They beat the division team on the road or the starting quarterback, the young phenom, is in a concussion protocol.
1: Uh, I mean, I yeah, I did not know he got concussed. I <laughs> oof, um, that's definitely worrying. Um, the Gordon Minshew came out and did fine. He, in he, know, 23 on 71 yards. The rushing game did work. Um, defense got a turnover. Uh, so it. I mean, you're also playing the Texans, so it's it's nice that they had that, and it's nice that that of all games, it's going to happen then, for for you to be able to to pretty much still be able to comfortably handle them. I mean, CJ Stroud, again, I'll I'll say it again, should not be throwing it 47 times. It shouldn't happen. It doesn't. It, it shouldn't be happening. You've one game it was atrocious. It just it shouldn't be happening. You you can't be doing that to a rookie. You can't be turning a one dimensional offense and having your rookie try to do everything. Now it it will not work out. Um. So I, frankly. Rock bottom is rock bottom for the Texans. I if you were, if you weren't worried for them last week and don't want continue to be worried about them, eh? But the Colts, we we got to see where, Rich, where where that's at because Richardson has been what he has been doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, for he the two. he's done well with what he's been given or what he's the opportunities he's had, uh, and it sucks to go down that early and especially so to a concussion. Um, so one hope, hope, hope that goes, the recovery goes well on that end. And I mean, I really do like seeing the hype with it. Like I, I don't at this moment believe he's a savior of the, of the team or of the franchise or anything like that. But I do think he's been doing solid work and he, and he's, it's establishing a solid
0: pattern, um, which is good. And that's the reason why it's the, it's the only headline only in this game, the win is secondary, not only because obviously it's bad when anyone gets a concussion, no one wants to see that, but he was going, he was doing so well. and you stopped that momentum that he was gaining and you basically put him back at square one. And that's the concern now that he's now behind where he should be if he played a full season just fine. because I'll be honest with you. It's going to be Thursday by the time you hear this podcast. If you're not practicing on Thursday, um, I, I'm going to doubt your ability to play. And, and look, it's not, I'm sure, I'm known, I can't recall anything on the top of my head, but I can't recall a situation where a quarterback hasn't practiced on Thursday, who knows about Friday or whatever, and played on Sunday. I just can't remember unless it's like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or someone who has been there for forever, knows everything, doesn't have to really get that practice. It's just it's going through the motions for them. He's not there yet, obviously. He's mm-hmm. a rookie. He needs every rep he can get. So I can't envision a scenario in which he plays. So I'm automatically knocking him down. He won't play 17 games. He will get one fewer game in terms of a chance to develop. He'll get – one, at least one, maybe who knows how, how many more he misses. Did you, just You set him back so long. That's my concern. And quite frankly, the Colts aren't a bad team around him, but there's a reason I sold off a lot of stock that I had in the Colts. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in what they have to being a true competitive football team. So for me, I go, okay, this team needed him to be great. He's obviously not going to be there. Gardner Minshew is serviceable, but he's not a, there's a reason he's a backup. I, I'm, th- that, that concerns me. Overall, I, I punt this game. Like, I don't care what happens against whoever They're playing now. I care about what happens if for the long-term future of Anthony Richardson. And getting concussed in only a second NFL game is not a good start. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 49ers go on the road to the Rams and win the game 30-23. Is this a bigger win for the 49ers backing up what we already thought they were, but winning a division game, or does it show that the Rams might just be as good as we think they are playing a close game with the Niners? The, I think it's definitely
1: establishing that the Rams are re, re, they're finding themselves again. Um, I mean, I knew I, there was no doubt in my mind that the 49ers would win this game. There there wasn't a single doubt because it didn't matter how good the Rams were, the 49ers have had their number for quite a while now. Uh, I think that's their eighth straight, ninth straight over the Rams in the regular season, uh, or just so overall. Um, so they've had their number, it, and, it, and that was including <laughs> when the Rams were absolutely dominating. Um, So that doesn't surprise me one bit, Uh, but I think it, 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 I think it does lean more towards Los Angeles in in the fact that they're starting to, to find out that they're finding themselves again. They're getting in some pattern. Um, Matt's times like it was nothing. He's one of the other few people where I'm like, you threw it 50 times. All right. Cool. That's not too much of a worry for me. He's he's in that way or in that very exclusive group of people I wouldn't worry about. Um, he did have two interceptions. That's, a, 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 and that's obviously something you got to clean up.
0: Um, it's the Niners, though. He almost gets a pass. Exactly. Like, that's a team that gets home and forces you to make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the big thing, the, the, the
1: big story out of all this is very quickly they found a number one receiver. That I didn't know they were looking for, you know. Um, well, Cooper
0: Cup's out, yeah.
1: So, So the with Puka Nakua, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, he's already making an NFL history. Um, if I recall properly, it was he he was the first rookie to have you just start off his career with two 10 reception, 100 yard games, and there was some other a uh, piece of history attached to that that I do not recall, but anytime you, you're making that's good day for you., um, He's already sitting at 266 yards on the on the yield in two games. It's wild. Um So finding the guy who's willing to step up for a guy who's as legendary as Cooper Cup is and you're a rookie, Wonderful. That there's That's like exactly what you want. You don't expect it to happen, but there it is, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, if for nothing else, I'm excited to see what he's got for the rest of the season. Just I, oh, yeah. I there's something. There's just something special in seeing rookies just obliterate everybody.
0: Yep. Okay. The Giants beat the Cardinals 31 28. They rallied for the 21 point deficit. Mm-hmm. Listen to this for the first time since 1949. Yeah. Um, Is that a big deal for the Giants? Like, really big, like, season saving big deal? Or you did it against the Cardinals and they're actively trying to lose. Stop mm-hmm. acting like it's a big deal.
1: Uh,
0: well,. That I would lean more towards the yeah being worried about
1: the Giants in that regard because first off you were down twenty to nothing to an Arizona team that's effectively trying to tank and we all know it so no one no one can say otherwise they're they're doing it that's what they're trying to do and you were still down twenty points to them uh, going into halftime um, props to you for figuring it out but you shouldn't be they were they were outscored sixty to nothing in the first six quarters of the season. In no way is that a good thing so already establishing the pattern of we get when we get down, we get down big it, that's starting to feel like they're trying to take the wrong page out of the Patriots playbook um <laughs> So, I'm, I'm still worried about the Giants in that regard. Props to them for figuring it out and outscoring them 31 to, to 8 in the second half. But if this was any other team outside of the Arizona Cardinals, you were losing 50 to nothing.
0: So, yeah. figure that out. Simple as that. The, figure it the, out. I'm getting ahead of myself on you. They got a hell of an assignment this week. They had the Thursday night game. They're going to the 49ers. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yep.
1: I can tell you right now they are not figuring it out.
0: And by the way,
1: Saquon's out along with three of the starters. Yeah, no, this is not the week for you to figure it out. Just go ahead and lay down and Back, accept your demise.
0: Uh, we'll we'll see you again and, in week four. <laughs> yeah, really, that's about it. <laughs> Commanders go on the road and beat the beat the Broncos 35-33. The Commanders are 2-0. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera, coaching for his job with a new owner has got his team <laughs> 2-0. However, the Broncos are and 2 Mm-hmm. Is the bigger story here that, that Ron Rivera is on his way potentially keeping his job, or that Sean Payton still has yet to fully figure Russell Wilson out? And by that I mean this team ain't won a game yet. Um, if I recall properly, at one point the uh, Washington was down.
1: They they were down. Let's see what was the biggest deficit for? They were down twenty-one to three at one point. Only uh, eh, halfway through the second quarter. Um, for me, it's big for Washington to have recovered from that, um, because I mean, again, this is this is Denver. I know this is Sean Payton on the other on the on the on the other side, you know, on the sideline. This is still Denver, and I'm still not sold on on them at, at any that they have figured anything out. Um. It, Wilson's not extremely efficient at 300 yards. So, I mean, there's, there's productivity out of that. Um, but you gave up an 18 point lead and, and lost, uh, on, well, it was, you, you, you gave yourself the chance and you still botched it to, to, to tie it and put it into overtime. And the fact that you had to recover from that is telling, um, they lost a the turnover battle. They uh, committed some pretty hefty penalties at the long moments. So now, both teams committed a lot of penalties. There were 17 penalties in this game combined. Um, the And then the fact that you had to rush down to to score a touchdown and then a, then a two-point conversion, which was then failed. And like, yeah, so props to the commanders... More so. Broncos, honestly, at this point, I've get come to expect that. Uh, not from a Sean Payton-led team, mind you, but the Broncos as a whole, i, I come to expect that. Again, Russell Wilson, your quarterback, is your leading rusher. I, just, I said it before, I'll say it again and I stand by it, your quarterback should not be your leading rusher. Should be, shouldn't be doing. Um... So yeah, props to the commanders. Big big stuff. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. Robinson, uh, Robinson's doing work. <laughs> in running core. McLaurin's still scary. Terry. Um, there, there's some. You've got. Here's here's just the cra- another crazy thing to think about. The NFC East is is total is seven and one as a con uh, as a division. Dallas, Philly, and Washington are all. 2 0.
0: Insane. Dallas it?
1: and Philly, I would have expected. Washington, I, I would not have expected that.
0: No. You now, if Washington had been playing Arizona, they would have been you know, obviously worse one and one, but still, like, they, anyone else, you're like, oh, that, that could be on two. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but uh, to keep this in mind, the Broncos are 0 2, yes. But they've lost both games by a combined three points. They lost 17, 16, and 35, 33 mm-hmm. They doubled their offensive output in terms of points from week one to week two. They're not gonna double it. Well, they probably aren't gonna double it this week. From thirty from thirty-three to sixty-six. Probably not. You never know. But probably not. But I, I I'm not I'm not selling the Broncos yet. And I'm not mm-hmm. buying the Commanders yet. But I am rooting for Ron Rivera because the man has earned every ounce of respect he gets and then someday doesn't get. And I really hope that the new group that bought the team keeps him around because I truly believe that he, if given the right circumstances, and by that I mean an organization that is not a is not a cesspool of everything that's bad. Mm-hmm. And literally about and sports. Figuratively. <laughs> yes. Uh succeed. I truly believe that, and I hope he wins enough to satisfy Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, and everyone who owns that team Mm -hmm. to go, you know what? Let's build around this this quarterback and this tough-nosed head coach. Let's do it. I truly hope he wins enough to do that. I don't know what the number is. Don't know what what he has to do to get there, but I hope he does.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: That, and I'm I'm not for firing coaches. I'm just not. But, honestly... I feel like he has to make the playoffs because I feel like anything else, they're going to go, okay, but are wiping everything, Dan Slider ever touched this. We're disinfecting this whole thing. Out you go. Remove him. Find someone else. I really don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they... I think they want to, but if you make the playoffs, it's kind of hard to fire your head coach. <laughs> Saints beat the Panthers 2017 on the road after beating Tennessee and then beating a bad... What we assume is a bad Panthers team. Are the Saints a good team, or, or, or is the jury still out?
1: The, the Saints are not yet considered a bad team. I mean, they are doing. Again, they're doing. They're doing better. I and mean, I didn't think they'd be. Oh, and who mind you, what I'm saying this, they're doing better than I expected coming in at this point. Um, they but they've still beaten a a eh, anthers team and a titans team that generally can't stay out of its way either um when you really don't know what type of team you're getting that week they're, they're either good or they're very bad and, and you just happen to get them on the very bad week uh nevertheless they're two and0 they're not Making ridiculously horrible mistakes. Um, I think Cole had one interception, but it was kind of a, uh, but they also took one back. So, and the defense helped them out a lot by limiting Carolina to 230 or uh, nine yards. So it's, it's, they're playing solid enough complementary football to where no one really needs to <laughs> stand out and, and they can the defense can make up for the offense's mistakes, vice versa. Because last I mean, they took the, they took the ball away three times against Tennessee, but gave it away twice as well. So they're giving it away, but they're also taking it and trying to even that out. Um but they still they, they need to figure they need to figure that out I need, one they need to figure out them giving it away. keep taking it away by all means but you've got to figure it out giving it away so you give yourself some more leeway and of these two games they haven't really been able to, to, to give themselves a little kind of a bit of breathing room winning by a combined four points between these games um, and I mean I I would think coming into the Packers, You've got a bit more of a test, but I, again, I don't think it's a threat of a test, but it's a bit of the three. They're the biggest threat of the three games. So if your defense keeps doing what it's doing, taking the ball away, giving you opportunities and you take advantage of that opportunity and not give it away. I, I think it's not, it is perfectly realistic for them to be three and oh,
0: I can agree with that. Steelers beat the Browns 26-22 in what was an absolutely topsy-turvy, weird... It was just a weird-ass game of football is what it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, what in the world was that football? <laughs> yeah, among other things. So, we both thought the Steelers would bounce back, and they did. So the question here is, are you... Sold the Steelers are gonna be fine or do they still have a lot of stuff to clean up? And I think by the way I said that, I think you know what my answer is. Um you know,
1: I I I give it more Pittsburgh. Um uh, because I mean again I just I I'm not sold on a damn thing with the Cleveland Indians at this moment. I'm damn sure not sold on anything to Sean Watson. Um, so,
0: yeah. That's,
1: that's really all I got on that one.
0: I can't disagree through that. I,
1: really, I, I really can't. They got a nice scoop and score. Of course it was TJ Watt because of who else? <laughs>
0: thought, who else would it be, right? <laughs> but they, they, they won They this... also ended the Browns season Yeah, they've... unintentionally. And but, but just to clear on that that wasn't intentional. Anyone who says it was is, is is wrong. Like Mika Fitzpatrick is not a dirty player. He didn't do it intentionally. Go back and watch the replay. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything wrong. He played football.
1: I actually need don't even, I need to see that clip? I don't even. Uh. But yeah, I'll I'll take a peek at that afterwards. Um. But here's the here's the phenomenal thing that just kind of screams what the, the, opportunities Mike Tomlin can take out of any, in, out of games is that you gave the ball away twice. You have 255 yards and nine first downs on the game. Cleveland, and you've held the ball for 24 minutes. Cleveland has 408 yards of four turnovers and 20 first downs. You took the ball away four times and you came out winning uh, by four points despite having – I mean, I don't know the context of how close they were. But, of course, generating turnovers, you don't need to worry about yards because you've put yourself in that opportunity, in that, that place. And if that doesn't just scream Mike Tomlin football, I don't know what does. Because if you take – if you, you stare at any other layman person, and stays, uh, layman stares at this, they go, well, all right, Cleveland dominated. What the hell? They should they they should have be they should have more points on the board, right? They should they got the W, but I look at this and go, nope. Mike Tomlin took it away from you. <laughs> he ripped it quite literally, ripped it out and ran with it.
0: If only he did it, that'd be fun <laughs> yeah. to watch him do it on the field. My guy would yeah. just be like, this is mine. So it's it's wonderful. Um, I mean, then there's that the, again. that's just that weird fumble.
1: I don't know what the hell that one was. It was bouncing back and forth and all that. No, but, we haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. But to have but, but to have T.J. Watt come out, win the game, basically win the game for you on a fumble return. Just again, if that doesn't scream Pittsburgh football, I don't know what does.
0: I was going to say, this game is a perfect representation of the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization. Found a way to win, played to their strengths, got the win. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've already mentioned, you already gave me your opinion on the Giants and 49ers. We're going to skip over the Thursday game. We're going right to Sunday. Titans and these Browns. Uh, I mean, the Browns get Kareem Hunt in to replace Nick Chubb. Mm -hmm. The Titans have Derrick Henry, but really not much else. I, I, this could be—is this? This feels like a first one of seventeen wins the game, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, it, it, pretty much. Um, because we know dang well it, it'll, it can. Whether with Nick Chubb, it was and Derrick Henry, it would have been a, a one-game slugfest with Kareem Hunt and Derrick Henry. It will still be a one-game slugfest <laughs> because. Yeah.
0: Uh, God knows that John Watson isn't reliable enough to throw it fifty times. Yeah, Um so that's
1: I, I I I do think it'll be a low scoring effort on both ends, and that's that's not a matter of being a bad thing. Defensive football is still good football.
0: All we need is for there to be like a pouring rain for this game. <laughs> that's all we need, just a downpour through the whole game.
1: Well, I do believe uh,
0: uh, the a Midwestern downpour.
1: I do believe the forecast has rain in, in there in Cleveland for perfect the weekend. End,
0: perfect game. Perfect, perfect weather for this game. Perfect weather for this game. Yes, you're right. I'm looking at the AccuWeather thing on this on the screen. <clears throat> weather sixty-eight degrees in rain, just about what you'd expect for this game. Mm-hmm. Falcons going to the Lions. Who thought the Falcons would be the 2-0 and team in this instance? Right. But this is a big deal for them. They haven't played a road game yet. What a game to start out with on the road schedule against the Lions coming off a loss.
1: Yeah, tough. Absolutely a tough ask. I think it'll be a fun one, to be honest. I do, too. I I'm still liking Detroit in this, uh, but I do think it'll be a fun game to watch. It, it, coming into the season, I would not have told you this game would be a game to point at and be a fun one. But at this moment, I do believe that.
0: I think it's going to be a battle of running backs: Bijan mm-hmm. Robinson versus over the Lions are toting out there nowadays. Uh, David Montgomery. Mm, didn't he get injured? Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Sorry, he's a leading. Who's uh, their running back core is? Jameel Gibbs, Justin Jackson. I think Jameel Gibbs is the, is the next man up on that. I think.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so, yeah, it, it should be a fun game to see who establishes who the run first wins the game. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Saints Packers, you already mentioned that'll be the toughest test for the Saints. Uh, For the Packers, I assume you. I mean, they've played the Bears and they've played the Falcons. I the, the Saints are a step up from, from both. hmm. So, that's about all you to really say about that one, right? Yep. Dolphins at the Bronco. Uh, Broncos at the Dolphins, rather, in Miami. Uh, the Broncos trying to avoid going 0-3. But this is a hell of a situation we are thrown into now, in ain't it? Yeah. Uh, Dolphins home opener, too. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. And what a, what a way to, to rile up the crowd by having
0: the Broncos come in so you can kick their asses. Mm-hmm. Chargers at the Vikings. If someone wins the game and doesn't go to 0 and 2, way of a tie. Both teams play through 0 2 and one. With the way both
1: these teams like to play at this moment, I would not be surprised if it comes out a tie. And and it. Just, I wouldn't either. This, this, it, that just screams at this moment both the Chargers and the Vikings. That's that's You're not the wrong. epitome of both of these teams at this moment. They can't stay out of their own way, and damn well they can't get in the other guy's way either. I so.
0: Agree to, agree to walk out, we both have some moral victories or something. I don't know if... <laughs> it might, That half game might come into play in the playoffs. Yeah. So, who knows?
1: So, um, no,
0: I mean, jokingly, I would,
1: uh, it'd be hilarious to see a, 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 a
0: tie. And I almost half expect it to be. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> you, you, it, it, great point. Bills at Commanders. I'm sorry, but the Commanders magical start ends now I, yeah
1: um i agree uh, but I, I i just some some part of I, the it's not even a deep pot it's a pretty open part. i i'll be rooting for the commanders though yeah i don't think they will win and i don't i, I don't think it'll be a blowout i think they will put they will have some fight but
0: the Bills I no, should I'm win. Under
1: no circumstances would I be placing a bet on the Commanders. No. Um If I happen to be able to watch it, which I would imagine I would I be, would have, I would, um, would Then I would be sitting there going, yeah, let's go Commanders.
0: Yes. <laughs> Texans at the Jaguars. Give me the Jaguars all day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get, 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 just give them to me. Yep. Colts at the Ravens, game with the Ravens all day, especially regarding to Minshew back there for Indianapolis. I agree.
1: And at and in Baltimore,
0: yeah. Panthers at the Seahawks, game with the Seahawks all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, surprising. Oh, sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh, so just pretty easy picks in in the back end, though. Pretty much.
0: Yeah, this is an easy one too. Bears at Chiefs, Give me the Chiefs all day. Uh huh. <laughs> Cowboys at Cardinals game with the Cowboys all day. The Cowboys are a 12-point favorite against the Cardinals. 12 points to the NFL. That's that's monstrous. Jeez.
1: Yeah, that's who we. And I and I would not be surprised either. So 100 no. percent give me that.
0: Sela is at the Raiders. No, give me the Steelers. I'm I'm sorry, I can't I can't pick the Raiders. I mean, it is Patriots West, but they haven't figured themselves out yet. So, give me the Steelers. I know what I'm getting from Pittsburgh. I have no clue what I'm getting from Las Vegas. Can't disagree there. To the Monday night games: Eagles at the Bucks. Philadelphia taking a show on the road. Long week off Thursday to Monday. That's a long time for the Eagles to go down there. Do they show a little bit of rust in this game?
1: No, no. I I think they'll they'll come in and I think it. I think the long time will give them more opportunity to really fine tune a few things, and you know, get a solid game plan in place. Not that they've had bad game plans, mind you. Uh, but I I think they're the perfect ones to have. Or to take advantage of that and not let it get them rusty.
0: Fair enough. Last one: Rams at the Bengals remastered the Super Bowl a few years ago. Do the Bengals get off the snide against the Rams?
1: Uh, whew. I I want to say yes, but again, the the this is in that moment where the Rams are really they they're finding themselves again. And they're getting that offensive production, and it's they they oh, they scare me a lot more than the Cincinnati Bengals at this moment. Totally fair. Totally fair. They are coming into Cincinnati, yes. So they got to fight with that. But oh, there's no part of me that that can confidently go with the Bengals. Nope.
0: Not there. If, if, if Burrow was fine, I would probably go Cincinnati. But he's not fine, so I can't go Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Huh, all right. With that, we've come to everyone's favorite ending segment, what we learned this week. And I think I went first last week, so I'm going to let you, Darren, go first this week.
1: Uh, I guess it is it more, more so uh, what I learned of uh, or, than it is a um, just a straight up observation of uh, guinea pigs or assholes. <laughs> Please do tell. <laughs> um, uh, the, I don't know. So there are some guinea pig studies being ran, and uh, they had a what they call challenge day yesterday, uh, where they where they do the inoculations of of whatever agent they're they're studying, and Without cause, without warning, anything, not that they're really going to warn you, because generally if they drop, they just drop. Uh, One drop today, and then what annoyed me really at work was just a, it happened, we got no communication whatsoever that it happened until our molecular associate was in there and just happens to get samples given to her. And she emails us and goes, "Uh, guys, am I supposed to do something with these? And we're like, what in the hell are you talking about? What samples um so yeah just uh guinea guinea pigs don't like being studied on i guess they just know and they will make it as difficult for you as possible <laughs>
0: hurry <consciousness>. here first <laughs> guinea pigs are assholes <laughs> uh-huh. i never would have guessed that be the case never in a million <laughs> years if you had asked me what i've ever said that. Uh-huh. Never. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have either. Yeah. See, I
1: I see this knowing damn well they're not choosing to just drop dead and be annoying, but my goodness.
0: (laughs) At some point, you got a
1: question about they (laughs) had a meeting. At some point, you gotta wonder if there's a, yeah. right, guys. i am taking. We're all going anyway. I'll take the, I'll take it. Just
0: get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just imagine the toy store scenario. Like, you leave the lab for the night, and all of a sudden they just start Mm-hmm. Toy Story. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of, did you see the NFL is going to have a Toy Story game? I do. I do recall that. Yeah. I I, I may have to watch that game just that broadcast just to be like, I want to know how bad this is because that's <laughs> I get it, but at the same time, it's like, what? Wh- why? It's in the
1: same realm of the Spongebob one where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here for it. But at the same time, I'm like, and I understand what they're going for at it. But also, I think I saw a little bit. Of it, I was like, that is definitely kind of cringy.
0: Yeah. The fun part was when they had like a new episode of Spongebob or whatever leading into the game like Sandy was explaining to them what football was. It's like, okay, that's kind of cute. But did you really have to go into that much Detail and time and effort <laughs> to do that right. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, they're doing an alternate broadcast on Nickelodeon of the Super Bowl this year. Huh. Interesting. I never thought we'd see an alternate broadcast of the Super Bowl. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> but hmm. should be interesting. Anyway, that's not what I learned this week. What I <laughs> learned this week. Is I think this first time I've actually said this publicly. I, 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 I know I've told you about it because, I, at this point, there's not much else going on in my life besides what I'm about to tell you <laughs> in football season. Um, I'm doing a documentary on the Virginian Railway. The Virginian was a uh, like a 400 mile from and coal hauler, it was really all it was ever wanted to be. It was originally, uh, it goes back to the Deepwater Railway in like 1898. And the deep water was 1890s, was when a lot of the southern coal fields of West Virginia were being explored for the first time. At that point, you yeah, had Chesapeake and Ohio and the Norfolk and Western were the two major trunk lines that is lines that uh, go from like one part to another. that's trunk of a tree. Uh, they were in where they were at on their main lines, but they hadn't tapped into a lot of other coal fields in like Fayette and Raleigh counties and things like that. So the Deepwater Railway initially was planned to be a short line that basically would take call, to take empty coal cars from CNO and N&W at Deepwater and Motoka, West Virginia, respectively, would then load them and then send them back out to CNO and n for the trip east to Norfolk and Newport News, and then then slather repeat. So the uh, v- uh, the Deepwater was kind of shafted, is what happened. Um, the CNO and NW were both owned by the, by the Pennsylvania Railroad. And so, the Pennsylvania, through the CNO and NW, presented them <laughs> with rates for doing this business that just simply was not going to be economical. It was not deemed anywhere near satisfactory. And little you did know, they know, the Deepwater Railway was owned by a man named Henry Huddleston Rogers, who just happened to be uh, in, got in the, uh, almost in the ground floor of Standard, Standard Oil the guy was a very rich man and almost unlimited funds. Jeez. And he built the Virginian Railway. In fact, he actually built, it was the only major, it was the only railroad built entirely on one man's dime. And, and so, anyway, Virginian was really, like I said, that's all they were, was a coal haul. They had, didn't have, they held hardly any passenger business and they hardly had, they didn't hardly have any other, like, general freight. So, because <laughs> of that, coal trains are the, are the, are the, heaviest trains on the railroads. You need a lot of power to drag these trains up the hill, and especially for the Virginian, it was the 2.07% grade out of, out of Elmore Yard to Clark's Gap, West Virginia. Steepest grade on the whole road. Uh, here's what I learned this week. As part of this documentary, I'm going through various locomotives that the Virginian-owned throughout its history. And what I learned is that uh, for early big steam locomotives, Two firemen were required to keep these locomotives going—one right-handed and one left-handed. One fireman could not keep up with these beasts' appetite for coal; he couldn't do it. And there was one that, even though it didn't have two firemen, would have five firemen over the course of the trip. The one who started the trip, and then he would be be relieved four times in in the span of the trip. That much work. To me, that's just like, what the hell? Yeah. Now, thankfully, in later models, and even updates of the models I'm talking about here, they would be equipped with a mechanical stoker, which basically takes the coal from the tender and it grinds it up and it spits it in the firebox, does the fireman's job for it. All the fireman has to do is keep an eye on it and then turn a valve. That's all he does. But, it's still, it's a lot less work than almost throwing your shoulder and your back out trying to keep up with all these things.
1: That's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. These, these trains would go so slow that it was possible, and it's in the book I have on the railroad, and I think this is hilarious when I read it back, that, let's say a young man wanted to talk to his girl while he was on the job. Well, nearly he can't do that. But, Let's say he knew I'm taking a train up up Park's Gap today. Well, you could tell the uh, the young lady to meet you at the station platform if he was riding on the engine. Let's say it was the head end brakeman, who was riding in the engine cab. He could get up, he could get off the train, and have this conversation with his lady, or if he saw a lady in the platform he thought was good looking, he could just simply hop off and do that, and then he could have a reasonable length conversation get back on their train with the caboose, and then walk on top of the coal cars to the ca- to the cab and resume his job. They were going that slow. Wow. Virginia actually did a, did a test. They electrified the railroad over Clark's Gap from Mullins to Roanoke. And they did a test. The uh, steam locomotive was given a 15-minute head start and it lost by, like, a good bit to the electric locomotives they had. <laughs> the average speed of an electric was like 15 miles an hour, which is not a blistering pace. Yes, but still it's an improvement over seven miles per hour is what the average steam locomotive did. Yeah. If I can twice my speed, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And it absolutely. made the railroad 40% more efficient. So we save money. So yes, I, I I am, I don't have a date for the, uh, documenting in fact i'm nowhere near finished. i haven't even started like i've got a bunch of stuff in my editor i'm like at an hour and 17 minutes in terms of like pure footage i've got a lot more to get but we're getting there we're getting there it's being written it's being compiled in the editor we are making progress so i i just i guess this is an official announcement because it's in a public forum but i I have no firm, hard, soft release date, no nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I am doing it, and I am learning a lot about it. And I just, when I heard that, when I read that, I was writing it down, and I'm like, good God, two people in me. Actually, yes, you had to, it mattered whether you were right or left-handed. Yeah. And I'm right-handed, you're right-handed, I assume. hmm We couldn't fire the same engine together. We'd have to take, or you had to relieve me. Yeah, that's just so bizarre especially because Virginia was well-known for having massive locomotives on the roster because they had to. Yeah. And not only that, but Virginia realized, since this is all we do, let's have bigger, bigger, bigger coal cars, like 100 tons, when no one else is doing 100 tons. Well, guess what? You put 100 some of those behind you, you got a lot of train. So, anyway, that's what I learned this week. And with that, we'll uh, we'll conclude our episode. We'll be back to talk next week. Patriots and the Jets. Who do the Pats have in week four? I've forgotten. Same. Let's find out. The Patriots have... We should not be forgetting this. The Patriots... Oh, no, we're going to Dallas. I didn't know I don't know why I
1: totally forgot the fact they played Dallas despite the fact that they played Philadelphia.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, This will be fun. We'll talk about that game a little more (laughs) in detail. And we'll talk about West Virginia Texas Tech and West Virginia TCU next week. Until then, this has been season four, episode eight of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.